for Radio 1 91FM podcast. We are joined by Michael Baker, Professor in the Department of Public Health at the University of Otago, Wellington, to talk about prisoner vaccination rates. As of the end of May, 78.5% of prisoners had received their first vaccine, 73.1% double vaccinated and 48.3% boosted. This means 21% of prisoners have not received a single dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Today, we're going to be talking about why this is and what it means for Otero's COVID response. Kia ora, Michael. Kia ora, Amelia. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about the process of vaccinating the prison population and how it's been working so far? Well, I think you summarised that very well with those numbers. Uh, we know that the uh, vaccination programme for inmates is the same as the public. Uh, you need uh, basically now three doses of vaccine to protect you from the Omicron variant, which is very infectious. And uh, so anyone who's missing those three doses is, is going to be far more vulnerable, not just to infection, but to really poor outcomes. And the only reason that uh, we're, you know, that we found this variant uh, can't wave bearable in New Zealand is because we've got relatively high vaccine coverage. And it's really pushed down the mortality rate to something that is still bad in New Zealand. I mean, this variant's killed more than 1,000 people this year, and it's going to keep on doing that. But it would be 10 times higher if we weren't highly vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And so I guess there's a huge equity issue here that uh, those people who are in prison ha- are missing out on vaccine to a much higher level than the wider public in New Zealand. And I think that's a real gap. And so the vaccine rollout in prisons and correctional facilities, has it been insufficient or are there are a lot of people choosing not to be vaccinated? Well, um, anecdotally, um, this is just how it's reported, uh, there is more vaccine hesitancy in, this, in the inmate population. And it's not surprising because, of course, many people in prisons will have a very high level of distrust of authorities mm-hmm. uh, and for all sorts of complex reasons. So uh, I mean that really this is a challenge. We've just got to work that much harder to... Uh, find people who can communicate and um, effectively with uh, those who are in, incarcerated um, to really explain the benefits of vaccination. I mean, in the end, um, no one in New Zealand has been forced to be vaccinated. There are mandates for some occupational groups, but in the end, it is still free choice as to whether you're going to allow yourself to have a vaccine. And I, I think none of us would want that to be any different. Mm-hmm. And is it quite problematic that only 78.5% of prisoners are double vaccinated? Like, what are some of the potential ramifications of this for more vulnerable communities that are overrepresented in that population? Well, the 20% who've got no vaccination at all are particularly vulnerable, but even those who've had um, uh, just one dose and those that have missed uh, on their booster, which is a large portion, are more vulnerable. And we have to remember that um, this is still a uh, virus that if you're unvaccinated mm-hmm. has a mortality risk of approaching 1%. Now, the only there is one thing that does protect um, prison inmates to some extent, and that's the fact that they're a relatively youthful population. Uh, so that means that the consequences of getting infected uh, will be less if you're much, under, you know, if you're under 50 years of age, for instance, and that's the 
the vast majority of, of uh, inmates. Uh, so that is a plus. On the downside that um, many in prisons will have what we call comorbidities underlying um, uh, health problems um, and uh, may have missed out on health care in the past for various reasons. So it's, it's a mixed situation. But the, the other problem in, in, in prisons, of course, is that uh, that's an, a, an environment where you can get um, a very rapid outbreak spread mm. because people spend up to 23 hours a day in their cells and uh, many of them are sharing a cell with another person. So um, there are many examples internationally and also in New Zealand now of uh, very rapid spread of, of COVID-19 virus in, in these situations. Right. On that note of how differently it spreads within prisons, a lot of people view prisoners as separate from the rest of the population. But what risks do these relatively lower vaccination rates in comparison to Otero's general eligible population present for our national-wide fight against COVID? Well, as we know, controlling pandemics is really about dealing with inequalities and inequities because... Uh, we're all in it together, and um, unless we can get uniformly high coverage of vaccination and all the other uh, things that protect us, like mask use and so on, then that affects the individuals, Fano, and the wider society. We have to deal with inequities, and that if we don't, we're going to be living with much higher rates of infection than we would otherwise. So. I think every um, population in New Zealand deserves access to good health care. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean uniform access. It means access is um, really works hard, harder on people who are more vulnerable and I think more alienated by society. That's the challenge. And I think in prison you've got a population which is obviously has a high concentration of people who have been let down by society, but have also probably, you know, inevitably contributed to their own plight in being there. But the net effect is that they are much more vulnerable. And so we have to work very hard with this population to support their, uh, their health needs. And we all benefit from doing that. Mm-hmm. What are some things that should be done to protect those in prisons during the pandemic and also future societal health risks like what we've experienced for the past two years with the COVID-19 outbreak? Well, I think one thing is to regard it as a health promotion opportunity when people are incarcerated because uh, that is a time when they can be reached by uh, health messages. And again, those messages have to be conveyed by people they trust. I think often that would mean bringing people from outside the prison environment to work with them on addressing not just vaccination but a range of health needs that that many of them have. I mean, quite a high proportion of people are in prison. They have alcohol and substance use problems, which um, have often got them there. And uh, this is a chance to really address those issues, Uh, mental health concerns, catching up on all their vaccinations and I think just perhaps supporting them to recognise that their health really matters and it does affect their, their whānau members when they get out of prison uh, so it is important uh, and one, uh, one thing that's been remarkable in New Zealand is uh, that prisons became smoke-free environments quite recently just in the last few years and so 
as a result, that's also a situation where people can um, come out of their nicotine addiction, which is very difficult to do for many people. So um, if we thought of that as, um, I guess, one of the benefits of uh, obviously incarcerating people is a, is a last resort, but it does have a potential upside in that it is a chance to address the whole um, uh, health, the health of the, of the complete individual while they're in that environment. That was the Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.